Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we will go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. That's where all our guests appear here on 92.3 The Fan. He is uh, for NFL.com, also with Around the NFL writer. He has also appeared on the NFL Network and uh, a fellow former Golden Flash like myself, Mr. Nick Shook. Nick, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join me today here on The Fan. Hey, uh, great. Great to join a former Golden Flash, former member of Kent State Student Media. Yes. Uh, it's, it's awesome to uh, to talk to you. Absolutely. Did you catch any of the Golden Flashes game uh, Saturday night in Washington? Um, I, just, I just saw some highlights because I was yeah. watching the Ohio State Notre Dame game and then I had to drive back to my place. But, um, uh, I mean, what, that's what you would expect, right, from playing a Power 5 school. But I thought they put up a little bit of a fight. Nice touchdown pass from Colin Schley early in the game. But, uh, you know, you have to take your small victories in those situations. For sure. I like what Sean Lewis has done with this program. And uh, I like to see where the Golden Flashes go forward this season. So, obviously, Nick, we want to talk start off with the Browns. Uh, it's, we are officially in regular season week one, uh, heading into Sunday's matchup here. Now, there was an interesting quote from uh, Matt Rule earlier uh today i believe it was along, along the lines of uh talking about his quarterback baker mayfield along the lines of how he doesn't believe uh he doesn't see anything that'll make him think that baker mayfield will let his emotions get the best of him against the browns on sunday uh, would you expect that to change should baker have a ball out game uh, against the browns say like 300 yards three touchdowns uh, a couple of flashy plays by the start of the fourth quarter we're talking about a guy who once took his team's flag and planted it uh, ceremonial or ceremoniously yes, uh, at the center of the field at Ohio Stadium. So I wouldn't say that his emotions are going to affect his game, but if he goes out and has a great game, he's absolutely going to let the world hear it. Um, you know, he's he's matured since his college days. He's gotten to a situation where he knows how to you know handle things in in the best PR uh, friendly way. But I'm sure he would uh, let his emotions fly if he were to come out on top in such a fashion. Well, Nick, on the other side of that, the Browns obviously having Jacoby Brissett start this week, obviously for the next uh, many weeks while Deshaun Watson is under suspension. Going into this matchup against Carolina specifically, what do you think is one major core part of his start that Brissett really needs to nail in order to keep himself balanced and keep the Browns offense balanced up against Carolina's defense to get off to a good start, uh, at least offensively for the start of the year? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, it's not turning the ball over, which he hasn't really been prone to do in his career. You know, that's one of the attractive things is he's good at managing the game. 
But I think the other thing, more importantly, is is developing a rapport with his receiving core, which is going to have a lot of different faces, not a lot of premier names outside of Amari Cooper. Uh, maybe start to establish a bit of an understanding with Donovan Peoples-Jones because he's going to be important to this overall offensive, offensive strength for the year. Uh, I don't know what you can get out of Anthony Schwartz based on what we've seen in the preseason. He's had some issues with drops. David Bell was a late arrival because of his uh, removal from the pup list. David Ajoku is probably going to play a, a key part of it because, as we know, any quarterback who you know isn't a high-flying, big-arm type of guy likes to rely on his tight end, so he's going to need to be able to establish a connection there. But really, I think more than anything, he's got to be accurate. He's got to avoid turnovers. and He's got to be able to keep the offense on schedule to avoid this thing, I think, snowballing. You know, not to take the biggest negative um, approach to it you know, and, and be pessimistic about it, but they're going to go into hostile territory. They're going to have a quarterback who's ready to go show them that they made a mistake in, in moving on from him he's going to have a lot to play for, and they're going to have to be able to match that intensity. And the best way to do that is to avoid the crushing mistakes of turnovers early in the game and, and not fall behind schedule both offensively and, and fall behind on the scoreboard. So managing the game, avoiding the big mistakes, and, and getting into a little bit of a rhythm and, and an understanding of his offensive uh, targets are going to be very crucial to him in, in this week one and going forward. Nick Shook of NFL.com joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, a talented writer there. Uh, Nick, I'm going back to the Browns roster heading into tomorrow's Tuesday deadline of the rosters being trimmed down to 53. Now, the Browns making a couple of moves uh, just before that today, obviously bringing in offensive tackle Joe Haig and tight end Jesse James, along with uh, waving Drew Forbes and Jordan Knessick. When you look at a guy like Haig, a guy who was brought in as an offensive tackle, a now seven-year veteran heading into this year in the league, uh, formerly played with teams like the Colts, the Buccaneers, and the Steelers. This is uh, seemingly in response to the possibility of Jack Conklin not being able to uh, go at it for week one, even though Kevin Stefanski said that there's a possibility that uh, this could be the case. Um, when you look at a guy like Haig, what do you think he's going to, he would be able to bring should he be the guy out there at OT instead of Conklin, not just against the Panthers, but at any point this year? Well, I think what you get is an experienced veteran swing tackle who could step in and play in a pinch when you need him to. Um, you know, Chris Hubbard has kind of functioned in that role in the last couple of years, but he's also gotten hurt the last couple of years. So if anything, it gives you some more depth. It gives you the opportunity to put in a guy that you can maybe rely on more than a James Hudson, say if Jedrick Wills were to go down, or play him at right tackle opposite Wills, you know, in place of Jack Conklin. It just gives you more options. It gives you, um, it makes you probably sleep a little bit easier at night going into this game, knowing that you're not going to be in a worst-case scenario, a tackle with somebody who's proven, who's got starting experience, who's stepped in when he's been needed uh, with, with the various teams that he's played for, somebody that you can count on to kind of come in and pick up the basic concept of the offense and do you know, a replacement level or slightly better job on the offensive line and, and not become a massive weakness that opposing teams can target because you know, I don't know how much you've dug into the Panthers and what they bring to the table, but they got guy, you know, one guy I worry about a lot, you know, from a Browns perspective is Brian Burns. This is a guy who off the edge, you know, makes a huge impact for the Panthers. And, and you wouldn't want to be caught with a backup tackle who you don't have a lot of confidence in when you have an edge rusher like that. There's plenty of uh, talented players on the defensive side of the ball that can get after the quarterback. And if we're going to, you know, talk about what Jacoby Brissett needs to do, he also needs to be protected effectively in order to be able you know, to, to have the best chance of success. So, that's it's, it's a savvy move on the part of Andrew Barry, um, you know, capitalizing on a guy who's available, who has experience and, and could probably help the team out in the short term. Who knows how long he'll be there. But essentially all you do is you replace Drew Forbes, who was a project player who never really saw the field very much and proved that he was worth, uh, you know, keeping in this instance when you need somebody who's able to step in and play right away. So it's you know, one for one in those types of uh, roster moves. It makes a ton of sense. 
and, and it speaks to the fact that they do know they have holes to fill and that they can't necessarily keep guys that are developmental when they got to have the strongest 53 possible to go out there and win, especially without their starting quarterback available. I like that you brought up uh, Hubbard there because that was part of my notes, whereas Hubbard, if he doesn't you know, deal with the injuries, you have James Hudson there as well, but it's kind of a thin uh, lining right now at the offensive tackle position. Now, as for a guy like James, who comes over from Pittsburgh, a tight end, when you see him in the same uh, sort of positional uh, room as guys like David Njoku and Harrison Bryant, where do you feel like his position is on the team in terms of like what he might be utilized for? Well, he's a veteran. He's another veteran guy who's done a lot in the NFL, not in terms of overall production, but he's stepped up uh, with the variety of teams he's played for and made an impact. And I think he's a stronger third option than what you were looking at with the Morris Forrestall or whatever else. And they needed a third tight end. You know, we know that Kevin Stefanski has liked to use three tight ends in the past. Now, we might not see that as often as we have in years past because their offense has kind of shifted to uh, better complement and, and fit the skills of their quarterback room now. But you can't just rely on the run game. You're still going to need multiple options at the position. And bringing in him, you know what he brings to the table. He's a guy who's a reliable pass catcher. He's a bigger body guy, so he can block. And he has plenty of experience to be able to come in and pick up the parts of the offense he needs to know best to go out there and perform when called upon. Now, he's not going to see, you know, 100% of snaps, but in certain situations when you need multiple tight ends or say you have an injury at tight end, you know, God forbid, then you can count on him to go in there and still play quality football because he has the experience, he has the, the demonstrated history of doing so. And, again, it's a lot like adding Joe Haig. You're adding a veteran who – uh, you don't have to worry about all too much, even as he gets up to speed with the offense and kind of step in and uh, contribute if you need him to. Talking with Nick Shook here on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Now, going back over to the line, Nick, I mentioned, or I was uh, looking at one of these good names here in Jedrick Wills. And uh, Wills, obviously, the 10th overall selection two years ago, made the all-rookie team, and then uh, obviously got hurt in the playoff game against Kansas City, got hurt again during uh, the regular season opener last year against KC, and uh, had to play, had to fill in a spot when Chris Hubbard went down when otherwise he would have been recovering from said hurting. And he's hoping to have a turnaround season from what he had in 2021 do you think he can have a season like that? And what are some of the biggest factors that he would need to really clamp down on if he were to become a more solidified part of the Browns O-line? Well, the number one factor is health. Um, you know, he yeah. wasn't terrible as a rookie. He was, he was pretty encouraged. His play was encouraging as a rookie. And then last year he got hurt in week one. So it kind of throws out the evaluation process for him for the majority of the season. So number one is health. He's got to be healthy and be able to play at 100% or as close to 100% as possible. And two, it's just consistency. Uh, you know, the left tackle is not a job that's made for everybody. It comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of challenges from opposing edge rushers. And he's going to get quite a test this week with, you know, Burns and Yatura Gross Montos being the two starting edge rushers in that defense. There's also going to be other players that will be able to bring off the edge to try to cause some problems. So he just needs to be consistent. He needs to avoid the mistakes. Penalty-wise, uh, he needs to avoid that as well. And he just needs to stay healthy and, and function as one-fifth of this offensive line. You know, he doesn't have to stand out and be a dominant tackle. He just has to be a serviceable tackle and continue to try to, you know, go upward in his trend as, as he develops. Because, you know, I hate to say it, it's year three for him. It's not quite make or break, but they do have to make the decision on his fifth-year option after this year. So he's going to have to prove to them that, that that's worthwhile or they're going to have to start exploring other options. Now, that's very far down the road for where we are in week one, but all these things are constantly on the minds of the decision-makers of every NFL team. So it starts now for him, and number one, stay healthy, and then, uh, you know, continue to improve from there as long as you can stay healthy. 
And going over from the offensive line, Nick, I want to talk about the wide receivers because that's been a, a major point of the Browns preseason. You still have guys like Amari Cooper in there who can obviously be a number one receiver. But then after that, the team has been really suffer, uh, dealing with some injuries throughout the preseason and uh, just some guys, like we mentioned, Anthony Schwartz, who have had their struggles early on in this year. When you look at that uh, receiving, receiving core, especially when Brissett is out there on the field, is this something that the Browns, you think, can sort of... Uh, maintain a decent level on uh, in the first few games before we get some of the guys back from their injuries and we can maybe even say guys potentially uh, raise their game in the first few games of the regular season? Yeah, I think it's probably my biggest point of concern with them team-wide is the receiving position because it's basically Amari Cooper and everybody else. Now, Donovan Peoples-Jones could help that out a lot by taking the next step toward being a legitimate contributor in this offense. We've seen flashes of him being a star receiver in his first couple of years. Uh, he needs to take that next step and uh, kind of maximizes opportunities within this receiving core because he is essentially wide receiver two now. Anthony Schwartz, you know, it's only the second year for him, but they need to see improvement from him. You know, he cannot afford to take a step back because he wasn't already starting with much of a lead when it comes to, you know, how receivers develop in the NFL. Uh, he's a speedster, but he needs to become a receiver, not just a fast guy who you can throw the ball up to and hope that he catches it. He needs to have more dependable hands. He hasn't had that so far. Seems like he was a little bit in his head in the most recent preseason game. He's had a week off to kind of work past that. And a new opportunity awaits him this weekend. Uh, but if they're going to be any sort of competitive offense, without having the, the dynamic ability of Deshaun Watson back there, they're going to need their receiving quarter to step up. It can't just be Amari Cooper and David Njoku and whatever else happens. It's got to be better than that. And especially you can't ask for too much out of David Bell, a rookie who's really just getting his feet wet because of his late start to camp because of his placement on the, on the PUP list. And, uh, and he's also not a burner type. He's a slot guy. He's going to eventually, you know, get comfortable in his role. But you can't ask a lot of him right now. So it cannot just be Amari Cooper and DPJ. It's got to be Amari Cooper and DPJ. And it's got to be Anthony Schwartz. And it's got to be a committee effort. Because if you focus, if you rely on Amari Cooper too much, the defense can take him away. And then the other guys really got to step up. You don't want to be in that situation. The good thing is that you have a running game that can kind of balance that out. But if it's third and long, you can't just only think I'm going to number two. I need to have other options outside of Amari Cooper. And uh, that process also begins this week. And they could, they could, you know, make a huge gain by being able to get on the right track and build some momentum if they can all play well. But it's a big question mark. It's a big if as of right now. Nick, I got a little less than a minute to go here. Obviously, the Thursday night openers between the Bills and the Rams. I mean, you look at that matchup between an AFC powerhouse and the reigning Super Bowl champions. What do you think we can expect from both squads, and who do you think will be able to pull it off? You know, I don't think we're, I'm going to see as much of a high-flying affair as we maybe anticipate. Uh, having said that, I still do see a decent amount of points scored. Uh, my prediction in that game was Bills 30, Rams 27. It's going to be a thriller throughout. The Bills were not an overwhelming football team last year offensively, but when they hit their stride late in the season, they became one. And their defense is expected to be pretty strong. The Rams are the reigning Super Bowl champions, so you can't really argue with that. They didn't have a lot of turnover. It's going to be quite a game, and it's actually my Super Bowl pick as well. So perhaps the Super Bowl preview all the way in week one, a perfect game to kick off the NFL season. I'm really looking forward to it. And if anything, uh, we might get the next step in the development and progression of Josh Allen as a budding superstar quarterback. If he were able to go on the road and get a win over the Rams, the reigning champions in their house in week one to kick off the season on national TV, that would go a long way toward boosting his reputation and putting the Bills on the right track toward their pursuit of a Super Bowl. Absolutely, and it would uh, more solidify what Stephon Diggs said about his QB earlier this week. Nick, I really want to thank you so much uh, for joining me here on 92.3 The Fan, and uh, keep doing what you do for NFL.com and keep rep, uh, repping Kent State proud, all right? Yes, sir, you do the same. Thank you very much. Likewise, thank you. So that is Nick Shook. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.